Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and we are broadcasting as usual from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you're tired of the mega bank experience, Yes, the computer-generated voices. You know what I'm talking about. If you're at one of those banks, you can't get a live person to save your life. Here's an alternative. I've found that Renaissance Bank is big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them as a bank, but they're small enough to deliver those services that they work in a personal way. That's what I found myself. Here's a way to try them out. Go to renaissancebank.com, find one of their local offices near you, and give them a call. See if a live person answers the phone. That's a good way to test them out. And I happen to know they do answer the phone. Give them a try. I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Angela Kane. Angela is with WineView. Angela, welcome. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Yeah, great to have you here. WineView, tell us a little bit about how you're serving folks. It sounds like fun. Yes, WineView, and it's spelled W-I-N-E-V-I-E-W. And I have to say that because a lot of tech companies decide to name themselves by changing a letter here or there. Yes. And so we decided against that strategy. We wanted people to know exactly what we did. It's Wine, W-I-N-E, and View. W-V-I-E-W. So that makes a big difference to our company. But anyway, we are a software company, a right now a B2B software Mm -hmm. company, and we help restaurants increase their wine sales in two ways. Number one, we train their servers on their particular uh, wine list and menu Mm. and build confidence in their serving staff. Mm -hmm. And then we also provide an interactive guest experience. And I can talk a little bit more about those, but those are our two main uh, functionalities. And we found that there's a big need in the market because after the pandemic, the servers in particular, workforce in particular, had a huge problem finding servers who were experienced. A lot of the veterans left the industry. Mm-hmm. And, and also where we are on the coast is a lot of seasonal employees, a lot of college kids, a lot of non-wine drinkers who are still acting as servers. And so we found that there was a kind of a gap there. On the guest experience side, we realize that sometimes, like for example, you go down to Destin and you've got a two-hour wait for your table. What do you do in the meantime? You can research that wine list. If you're a wine drinker and there's 200 bottles of wine on the list, how are you going to know 200 bottles of wine in 10 minutes? You have an opportunity to interact with that wine list digitally. Oh, wow. I want to get into that, uh, of course, in depth, but Let's talk about you and your journey, though. And to, <laughs> I'll have to, one. <laughs> yeah, we've all yeah, yeah, we've all got one. But I'm asking the questions here now. We're not going to talk about mine. We're going to talk right. about yours. Um, no, uh, why wine view? This is not talk about your background, which I already know a little bit about, because it does not necessarily lend itself to you would think. A startup like this, right? Absolutely. And it was strange because I'm certainly the least tech person out there. I'll just Uh throw that out there at the beginning. Okay. I was an attorney for literally 30 years. Mm Mm-hmm. And I decided, which which allowed me to know a lot about wine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you have to learn that in law school. Yeah. So I was working with an, another partner, my co-founder at the time, and he had a, a digital company which did websites, social media, digital strategy. And so I had a client at the end of my career that was an entertainment client. He was on the on American Idol. 
very popular. Mm. Uh, he was the singing garbage man for those of you idol fans out there. And he, he did very well. And so I needed a digital strategist and I got uh, Gary Campbell to help me put his digital strategy together, his social media, his website, all of that. And then when we went to the finale in Los Angeles, I said, we're all here in Los Angeles. We definitely need to go to a winery because Gary had never been to a winery. And I said, we got to go to a winery if you're in, if you're in California. Right. So we did. And he started to realize just how difficult wine was for the consumer. Mm. And so I said, yeah, wine's great, but there's millions and millions of bottles out there Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of information. And most people don't know a lot of that information unless you go to school to become a sommelier. Sure. So we got out there and we decided that's where the company was born. And so I thought, what is a lawyer who is not a tech person? And and lawyers are notoriously bad tech people anyway. Mm -hmm. What is a lawyer doing running a tech company? So I thought, (laughs) all right, I'm going to let Gary go out ahead. And so he hired our first dev team. He put the product together and I stayed on the sidelines. I continued to practice law. I continued to do some other things, recruiting. I worked in international Mm -hmm. and I watched how things were going, right? Yep. And, but, but since I've been a lawyer for 30 years and I've represented a lot of small businesses, I knew a lot of the mistakes that they were going to make and sure. that we could make. Yeah. And so that helped me really navigate the first two years of our business. And lo and behold, we're still standing after two years <laughs> and, and we're starting to grow. So you can but see it was the an hairpin, interesting journey. Yeah. You could see the hairpin turns coming, right? Oh because go, there go, are so many and you can hopefully predict the ones that aren't coming, that you don't know exactly what they're going to look like. They're out there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, that makes a lot of sense. And most, most startups don't have this, No, right? They don't have this um, and they have to hire it. And it's very expensive to hire a professional service provider early in the process. Right. It really is. And and lawyers are bad about helping small businesses survive, mm-hmm. right? They they start the clock running and they, the, the costs go up and, and even the accountants are guilty of that. Oh. It's difficult. And so I think we had a huge advantage of my 30 years of experience working with small businesses. And thankfully, I didn't have to handle any of the tech stuff. <laughs> what? One more thing about you personally, and then we'll, let's talk about the company itself. You could have gotten involved with a lot of different startups if you if that's what you wanted, but why Wineview versus anything else that's come your way? I guess I, I knew, so I grew up half in Germany and half in the United States. My mom's German, my dad's from Alabama, and mm-hmm. they met when he was stationed over there in you know, the classic story. Sure. And so I, I grew up in two cultures, and the European wine culture is so different than the American wine culture, alcohol culture. Mm. And so I had a unique understanding of how it worked. And then I like to cook and I started getting more into wine as I like to cook. And, Mm -hmm. and I had worked as a server forever. That's how I put myself through college and law school and Mm -hmm. made great money doing it. And Mm -hmm. so I felt like I had a unique set of skills. And plus as a lawyer, you're still a server at the end of the day, you're a service provider. So so I've been in the service industry my whole life. And I thought, that's interesting. My skill set is fairly unique. And mm-hmm. I thought it would be a good compliment to Gary's skill set. And mm-hmm. so I thought if, if we're going to do something, you know, I like the space. I felt like we we're really helping restaurants understand how to get better at what they were you know, trying to do, which is sell more wine and educate their guests and their servers on how to sell more wine and drink more wine. Yep. So I thought, let's, you know, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing is you don't think too much. Don't overthink it. Yeah. When you start a tech company, do not overthink it or you probably will run. So true. Angela Kane is with us, folks. She is with Wineview. You talk, Angela, about your service, and it's software as a service. This is really what we're talking about here. Yeah. How you've got basically two main objectives. One is to, and let's talk about them one separately here. What you talked about 
the, I guess, the relative lack of wine education that most servers have today, or many of them have today. I don't know if most is the right word, but many of them have today. So how does, how specifically does uh, your service help bridge that education gap? Right. So, so there's a, there's a disconnect in the wine training in general, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can become a sommelier and just to become a level one is about a two year journey Mm. and it's way overkill, right? If you're a server in a traditional restaurant that has, let's say 50 plus wines, you do not need to be a sommelier to sell wine. In fact, if you, if that's all you have, you're missing what we think is the biggest part of it, which is the pairing. So it's not just the wine knowledge, it's what wine goes with what food. Mm. And what's so interesting and what and one of the reasons I love what we're doing is you have these chefs who are creating these tremendous menus and they are really creative people and they are putting these menus together and then you have these fabulous wines out there and nobody's talking about how to put them together. Mm. And more importantly, how do you do that quickly, right? Your staff is not going to have the time or the, I mean, maybe even the interest to learn at that level. And so what we've done with our software is allow them to learn what they need to know about that restaurant's wine list and that restaurant's menu. And so that's really our secret sauce is that Mm -hmm. if you're a restaurant owner and you're like, gosh, I want to sell more wine. Here's how we do that, right? Mm -hmm. We allow your servers to learn your wine list and your food pairings so that they can be experts on your restaurant. Now, whether they go somewhere else is irrelevant, but at the point of sale, when they come to you as a guest, instead of saying, hey, what would you like to drink? They are going to make recommendations. So we're actually changing the script mm-hmm. of that first 60 seconds when you sit down at a restaurant. Mm. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense because and you said it well, that, that here you have these executive chefs, a lot of times they're the owners, right, that uh, really care about what's coming out of the kitchen. They spend a lot of time on these creations, but they can't be out in the dining room making sure the right wine gets paired, right? And That's that right. makes all the difference in the world sometimes. Absolutely. With, with your exp- guest experience. And your guests are becoming more discriminating. Mm-hmm. When they go out, they're with inflationary pricing. Mm-hmm. They want a better experience. If I'm going to drop a bunch of money on a nice dinner, mm-hmm. I want that experience. Right. I, I'm not going to, I don't want to have the server go, I'm new and I really don't like wine. I don't really drink wine. Happens all the time. So how do you get that level experience that you want for your guest when you're back, like you said, you're back in the kitchen creating that menu item. And it's funny because a lot of servers can rattle off ingredients in that dish. They'll yes. give you an elaborate, oh, tonight's special is, and then they'll go through this elaborate description. Mm-hmm. And yet they forget the last piece, which is, and it would go very nicely, or mm. chef would recommend this wine to go with it. No one ever does that. Right. Because most guests would probably say yes, because mm-hmm. they're you're the expert on your restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. You've put your wine list together. You put your menu together. Why would you leave money on the table by not having the server be able to recommend to the guest? And that does mean money on the table. So let's talk about that. <laughs> let's get to the A bottom lot. line. You're right. So yeah, what does that mean? What's the delta? Absolutely. Just, and, and we're really not changing the process. We're just tweaking the script, right? Okay. So typically, Typical restaurant situation, you walk in, you sit down with your wife, and they ask you, 
what would you like to drink? Mm-hmm. And they've given you, what, a minute and a half to look at the menu? You have no idea. Maybe it's the first time you've ever been to this restaurant before. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. You're looking at 200 wines on a wine list. Mm. And so if you're a typical guy, you're gonna be like, you know what? I'm just gonna go with a bourbon or a beer. <laughs> and then the wife is, I like wine, but I have no idea. This is gonna take forever for me to figure it out. So instead of doing that, what we're trying to do is to let that server seat you, give you some water, and give you the time to relax into the experience Mm. and then come back and ask you not what you're having to drink, but what are you having to eat? For Mm. example, are you starting off with the crab claws, Mm -hmm. right? And then you say, yes, that'd be great. The chef recommends because of the way we prepare them, this great Sauvignon Blanc. Mm. Would you like to try a glass with the appetizer? Mm -hmm. Think about how different that would be. Mm. Because first of all, you've been given time. Because a lot of times we we train these servers to upsell. Right. And fast, fast. And turn your tables. Right. And I was a server for 30 years. And I can tell you it it has not changed. Mm. It has not changed. The same thing I did back in the 80s is what's happening today. Right. So we're going to change that and give you the time to, to enjoy this experience. And so one of the biggest things is that that wine pairing. It's knowledge. It's amazing when you pair the right wine with the right food. It's magical. That mm. is where the magic happens. So that's where we are trying to plug in. And I think a lot of restaurant owners will agree, but they feel like, I believe they feel like they're limited because of the workforce is hard to find. They're very inexperienced and it takes time to train people and it takes time to motivate people. Right. So that's one of the ways we're helping them out. And the other thing, too, is the industry itself has trained diners um, in a not-so-great direction, right, to go ahead and make that selection on what they're going to have to drink before they order the food. And so you've really got to unlearn that tendency, right? Correct. Go to Europe and you'll unlearn it real fast because they don't do that over there. (laughs) They're starting to (laughs) Uh because they feel like it works. But the European style is you're seated for a minute Mm -hmm. before they come over and start asking you what you want to have. And so that gives you the time to just settle in. This is a McDonald's, not there for fast in and out. This is an experience. If you're dropping 200 bucks on a dinner, Mm -hmm. you want your money's worth. Yeah. And let's get to that piece of it. So the guest experience. I could see, of course, we're business here, and I'm thinking about a business dinner, right, where they don't happen as much as they used to. Right. And so, therefore, when they happen, you want you, that you want them to be first class and over the top and successful. Correct. Right. So that's what we're talking about here is creating that ex- a great experience. Correct. And what I think that comes down to is how confident is your server on the menu, mm-hmm. right? So you have to have confidence to be able to recommend a wine. It is not a cheap product. Mm-hmm. And if you are selling a glass, you have to upsell to a bottle and there's pro tips that we give on how to do that. Mm-hmm. But you have to go to that table with confidence. And that's one of the things that, that most servers are not. They lack confidence in selling wine. They can sell a beer, they can sell a mixed drink because most people know know those most guests can order those themselves when it gets into wine even the executives because this is a totally new wine list maybe Mm -hmm. they've never seen these at Publix the wines on this list so even then it's it comes down to the server being able to recommend wine to that table and you can definitely get them to order wine because it, it it makes the experience the lunch or the dinner so much more fantastic right and the server um, I can see how the server is maybe worried about running up against someone who has some knowledge about wine, right? And they've got their own opinions. Absolutely. And so what you're doing is giving them the knowledge 
and the confidence to be able to talk intelligently with that particular diner too. Exactly. Because they're not experts on wine. They're experts on their wine at their restaurant. That's the big difference. And they're pairing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's exactly what we teach them. And the training modules are fun. So we actually modeled them on on an app called Duolingo, uh, which is a very fun, I mean, talk about something difficult. Learning a foreign language is really difficult. Yes. And so we've said, okay, if they can do it and make it fun, then we can do it and make it fun. And so the knowledge that we give, there's usually about eight to 10 questions. Um, We do it like a wordle. We do it maybe fill in the blank. There's like a popping confetti. There's Mm -hmm. lots of reinforcement because we want people to want to take, we want the servers to want to take the training Mm-hmm. And then really learn something along the way. So we put it in kind of bite-sized, no pun intended, bite-sized morsels. Yep. And then we reinforce the training on that specific uh, wine list and menu. So that's, I think, the big difference with our product. So is this a a product where the server learns this, let's say, off the dining room floor and then brings that knowledge or they have a handheld or how, how does that work? Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways that the restaurants can do it if yep. they're not tech adverse. So a lot of restaurants that are, they don't want technology anywhere near the guest. I can understand that. And now with this newer generation, they recognize that maybe an iPad is a good way to, because if you're having that much knowledge that you have to impart in a very short amount of time, mm-hmm. sometimes the guest wants to learn a little bit more about mm-hmm. the wines that you have, right? Because mm-hmm. maybe the server slammed, maybe he just got sat with 10 tables. And so the guest might want to interact with the wine list. Sure. And what's cool about that is the chef or the beverage director can say, you know what, there's the tasting notes on this wine are not very good. They're not very informative. I'm going to change them and I'm going to, I can make my own. I can customize the tasting notes so I can give the guests directly what I want them to know about this wine. And that's even better because at the end of the day, the guest kind of likes the story. If you think about how many wines are out there, it's the story that sells. Where is this vineyard from? Why Mm -hmm. did they start this vineyard? What's the, what are they passionate about with this winemaking? What is the vintage year and why was it important or why was it not good that year? Those kinds of things make things a lot more fun in the wine industry. And really the wine industry itself has done a poor job of kind of getting next generation wine drinkers interested. They're still elitist to a certain extent. It's not very accessible to everyone. And so we're trying to change that. That's an interesting dynamic I hadn't thought of. It's just the demographics, how those are changing and how that's changing wine consumption. So is wine consumption overall on a downward trend right now? And you've got a lot of course it seems like we have new wineries come out coming out all the time right correct so is is that the dynamic that's going on right now i think so if you compare the wine industry to like the craft beer industry Mm -hmm. it's getting crushed right the craft beer industry has done an amazing job of Mm -hmm. of motivating the next generation wine drinkers and educating them and exciting the wine the next generation of of beer drinkers the wine industry has i believe lagged behind because I don't think they thought they had to keep up, right? I think mm. they thought they had their sales, they had their distributor channels, they had their loyal clientele. But as you, like my son's 23 and he's starting to learn how to cook and he's like, mom, I have no idea. I want to make a lasagna or a chick chicken Alfredo or something. What do I do with it? Mm. So there is interest there, but especially men are very intimidated with learning wine out in the open. We want to get them more comfortable with it. And so that's the idea is to, I don't want to say dumb it down, but make it more accessible to everybody. Sure. Maybe the way to say it is you break down the component parts of it all because sure. it, it can be overwhelming. Absolutely. Um, when it's all put together. That's right. 
Yeah. Absolutely. It's a diff- and like I said, when we saw Duolingo did a pretty good job with a very difficult topic, I thought, yeah. all right, if they can do it, we got this too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and as, no, as, as good and worthy as learning Spanish or Portuguese uh, is, <laughs> learning about wine that way sounds even more fun. That's right. Angela Kane is with us, folks, with WineView is the name of her company. What's the overall difference that this makes for uh in terms of the, the the revenue to the restaurant itself what i know it's different for each restaurant but what does that look like overall so we guarantee a 20 percent minimum increase in about two months if you use our product correctly mm. so we have a great onboarding process we have a great csm assigned to you to make sure that you understand the technology we say it's like a diet app right yeah we all want to lose weight and then we download these apps and we actually never use them and, and then we don't understand why we haven't lost a pound right, <laughs> right. so that's so i realized from being a non-tech person that we needed this really very robust onboarding process. Mm-hmm. And so we, we figured that one out and our clients are very happy. We walk them through the process. We get the servers um, lined up for the training. And so what happens is you can increase wine sales because we're not changing the actions that take place in the restaurant. We're just changing the conversations that take place in the restaurant. So you mm-hmm. still have the server going up to the table and taking their order. And you still have the guests looking at wine lists or menu items and trying to figure out what they want to eat or drink. But we are putting, we're taking it up a notch, Mm. right? So just by that, changing that transaction, we can easily guarantee a 20%, probably more. But our data is suggesting that because you servers are servers, you're going to lose some and and the the downturns in the economy, people aren't that those factors. By and large, if you use our product as intended, you're looking at a minimum of a 20% increase in about two months. And and that's a 20% increase in wine sales. Correct. And and that's a, a much higher margin component of the business than food, let's say. So your uh, gross margin is increased because of that increase in wine sales. 100%. That's music to a lot of restaurant owners' ears, right? And I know from being a server for all those years, margins in restaurants are tough and inflation's killing them right now. High costs of energy is killing them right now. Workforce problems are killing them now. So technology, I think, is trying to get further and deeper into that industry to help restaurant owners, but they're limited on time. It's not just the money. They don't have time. And so we have to do both. We have to save them time. We have to make them money. And I feel like we've done that. You've got a collaboration with a company called Toast. Yes. Explain who Toast is and what what the value of that collaboration is. Yes. So Toast is an incredible, so Toast is a a POS, point of sale company. And so we go to the National Restaurant Association convention every year in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And we met them the first year. um, I think they were their first year. But when we were on the floor at the National Restaurant Association, there was probably 20 point of sale systems out there. Um, mm. and, and we're in Atlanta. So NCR is a big one. They have one called Aloha mm-hmm. and then there's micros and there's all kinds of POS. I had no idea there was 20 of them and probably more. Those were just the ones that we saw at the show, but we started asking around and just like every other industry, who's the cool kids, right? And toast definitely they're out of Boston and they have decided that they wanted to be the most innovative and they wanted to solve problems differently with technology than some of the existing who've been around forever. Mm-hmm. And so we hitched our kind of wagon to their train and they are growing like gangbusters. And what's nice because we're integrated. So we're at what's called a full integration partner. So right now, if you're a toast customer, you can go on your point of sale and you can enable wine view, right? You don't even have to 
talk to us at all. It's right there on your point of sale system. And what that means is all of your menu items and all of your wines will migrate over to your system through us. Okay. Got it. Then obviously you have to hire us to manage all that, but you can enable it right now. And some customers are already looking at, all right, let's walk before we run. Let's see how this goes. And so being with Toast has given us a really good context mm. because that's obviously they are a huge technological giant. They're, I went, just went to an event last night and they're constantly putting new things out there. They're trying to make it more user-friendly and we get the benefit of that, right? They're a billion-dollar company. We're not, so we can... And they have lots of partners. And the way they sell their partners is, look... Toast cannot do everything, so we bring in the software, like an app store. Sure. Right? So you can a la carte, go through the app store on Toast and pick which ones that you need. Maybe the accounting software, maybe an inventory software, maybe a menu software. And so we're the only wine software in not only Toast, but any POS. There's no other wine software that's integrated with the POS. System. Oh, wow. So, so we got real lucky. <laughs> yeah. And that that's certainly, I, I see why Toast would be interested in you then, because you're that's something that doesn't exist unless you're on the scene there That's for right. them. That's right. Our biggest competitor, if you ask around, and they're not even a competitor because they don't do, it's not apples to apples, but is a company called Vivino mm -hmm. and they want to be the Amazon of wine. So they actually, you can buy from them and they can ship things to you and, and they teach you about wine and all that. It's a great product, just not the same as ours. Yeah. Got it. So let's talk about where as we come up on, uh, the end of our time, I'd love it if you could share maybe a success story. But it, or you, I know it's early on, but sounds based on our conversation before the show, you've already got some. We do. And, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody. This industry is, is, uh, is no different than any other industry. So one of the biggest challenges they have is how do you train and motivate a young workforce that is always on their phone? The next generation, and right. I'm sure you've heard this after interviewing all the businesses that you've interviewed. Oh, sure. How do you do that? These folks, they learn different, they respond different, they act different. And so if you're, let's say, a baby boomer or a Gen Xer uh, owner and you're, or beverage director and you're looking at this new generation, you're pulling your hair out. Mm -hmm. You're like, I can't get them off their phones. Yeah, I don't know if they're paying attention. I don't think they're retaining anything. I don't, they want everything too fat. How do they're literally at the end of their rope and yeah. they're going and I don't have the time or expertise to deal with them. So what we've done, and we just signed a, a, a customer that's got about 26 locations in multiple States and we handle all that for them. Right. So we wrangle their servers and we can use messaging so we can directly message the servers and say, hey, we're out of the 2018 Pinot Noir or whatever. And so there's lots of ways that they can interact with their servers. We do all of the training. We make sure that they're doing the training because every week we can give a report to the restaurant and say, hey, Susie's looking really good. She's crushing it. Billy, not so much. You may want to look at that or we can look at that for you. You decide how you want to handle it. So they were extremely happy that one of their biggest frustration points has turned into actually something quite positive because mm. they're seeing the wine sales go up as we are wrangling their staff and making sure that they know what they're doing when it comes to selling wine. And they're loving it because they literally had no other, they had no other option. They didn't know what to do and they didn't know we existed. And so when we were introduced to them by their distributor. They were like, yes. So yeah, so that's one of our big ones. And wow. we ran it as a pilot and then we're going to roll it out to all 26 locations. That's and awesome. So I think it's going to be, and it's fun too, because the different locations now are competing against one another. So mm -hmm. we told them like, like Framingham is doing pretty good. Meadowbrook or whatever is killing you guys. So you need to up your game so we can make them competitive ah. and 
servers are very competitive people. Uh-huh. And so once you say, and there's prizes and everything, they get bottles of wine, they get to actually try the food that they're serving, which is rare in the industry. Uh-huh. And so that's like some fun competitive advantage. But yeah. the biggest success story is that woman that we were meeting with initially, the beverage director is, thank you. I can now sleep at night. My hair is not as going as gray as it, <laughs> as it was. And, and, yeah. and I'm not about to kill somebody. So right. I consider that a pretty big success story. That's a great one. Let's be clear as we wrap up here, Angela, on the, because the restaurant industry is a big industry, lots of different players, lots and of different- And it's changing. And it's changing. So who are the best fits for your service? Yeah. So really we've narrowed it down to two types of restaurants. One is your sort of typical fine dining with servers, mm-hmm. uh, with a big kind of a robust wine list. I would say at least 30 to 50 and above and somehow 600. These wine bars that yeah. have ridiculous amounts of wine. So I would think that is definitely one of our biggest categories. Mm-hmm. But the other one is just the opposite. Let's say you go to a pizza and right around the holidays is really important. Let's say you're at Christmas shopping and your son or your with they want he wants a pizza and you're like ah, I'm not feeling the pizza thing I want to get some pasta right some nice pasta and right. so you go to one of these kind of fast casual restaurants that you still have to order and they still have alcohol mm-hmm. well, you're not going to have a beer with like chicken alfredo you might yeah. have it with pizza right. but you're not going to have it with that and if you're a female you really don't want to have a beer with with something like that so yeah. any place that has like pasta or fast casual that you would normally have a glass of wine with those restaurants don't even build a wine program very well they mm-hmm. have a couple of them like when you go in they'll say would you like red or would you like white that's it yeah <laughs> you, you don't get anything that's true yeah. so we can even help them build out a very basic wine selection and then we can help them because they don't have servers you're ordering right. everything at the countertop so we, there's a big difference between one of our customer groups versus the other but both of them benefit they just benefit from different parts of our product yeah that makes a lot of sense wow Angela, congratulations on your success so far. It's, I'm delighted Thank that we you. could have you here to celebrate that and to wish you well as you continue to grow. But yeah, congratulations on your work. But let's get to the most important question for those that have heard something here that makes them want to be in touch. Tell them how they can do that. Absolutely. So our website is as wineview.com and you can go there. It's very, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of explaining what we do. A lot of times you go to a tech website, you have no idea what they do. And then you actually have to talk to a person. <laughs> if you go to our website, there's a book a demo um, button and that's the easy, what I tell people is it's very difficult with tech to, to explain it. Mm-hmm. So it's better just to see a demo. So if you're a restaurant owner, you would go and then we could actually tell you how Wineview would work in your restaurant. I feel like that's the easy, I'm a visual person anyway. I feel like that's that's the best. But yeah, but otherwise you can go to wineview.com. You can find it on the app store. So you can download it directly off your Apple app store or Android. And then you can check us out that way as well. Terrific. Angela Kane from Wineview. Angela, thanks again for coming in. Thank you so much. Pleasure being here. Absolutely. Hey folks, just a quick reminder. If you're, um, if you're not getting what you need out of your back office and you're just drinking too much wine, worried about it. <laughs> Maybe that's the way to put it. <laughs> you've got administrative tasks that are weighing you down. You've got your bookkeeping has the look of a Nike shoe box with receipts falling out. If that's your state of affairs, you need to improve to bring the joy back to your business. And the folks that can help you do that are the folks at Office Angels. They have a whole team of angels who fly in, get that work done for you, and then they fly out. And they do it on an ongoing or as-needed basis. I use their services myself for my business, and I couldn't 
do it without them. Give them a call, 678-528-0500, or if you're shy, go to officeangels.us and check them out there. But I suggest just giving them a call and let them know I sent you, 678-528-0500, and you'll be glad you did. And as we record the show here in November 2023, we're a month away from uh, my book coming out. If you're a prof- solo or a uh, small firm professional services provider and you're having trouble with uh, your confidence, knowing your value, knowing your pricing, what your pricing should be, this may be the book for you. It's called The Generosity Mindset Method for Business Success. Raise your confidence, your value, and your prices. If you want to know more, you can go to thegenerositymindset.com and receive updates on the book. Or if you're listening to this show in 2024, you can find out where to buy the book. But you can go to thegenerositymindset.com, go to that website one way or the other. And I want to thank you, our listeners. This is show, I think, number 716, I believe. After seven and a half years, we're still going, and we're still going because of you. But you continue to support us in numerous ways, including sharing social media posts. And one of the particular ways that I really appreciate is when you share the show with someone you think could benefit from knowing about the services or products of our guest. Here's a great example. If you know of a restaurant owner you think could benefit from Wineview Services, here's a great one to share. Thank you for that because it helps our guest, and that's what we're here to do, and it also helps us live into our mission to be the voice of business in the North Fulton region. So for my guest, Angela Kane. I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.